0: Blog <coughs> Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today.
1: Yes, sports radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. course.: uh. Hello, Hello and welcome to the show.
0: To Ray and Tay Today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside.
1: And I'm Tay Eric Taylor. And you know what? We are happy to be back talking sports with friends. Give us a call, 718 664 9098. Like always, rayandtaytoday.com. Check out all of our great interviews, our fan favorites, a lot of different fun things on the website, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, TuneIn, Ray and we're everywhere. We, we got you covered. Ray, a lot to talk about, a lot to recap with Major League Baseball, the All-Star Game. We got to talk a little bit about the second half, home run derby, NBA free agency, some trades, you know, a little summer league. But let's start off, Ray, with Wimbledon because it's like an oldie but goodie because Roger the Dodger, Federer, and Venus Williams are back in the final. Let's start with the women. Tell me what you think about the matchup with Venus. And also, is the is, Gutierrez, is, she, is she from um, Spain? Or where, where's the other girl from?
0: Yeah, I think so. Look, I, I got to tell you that.
1: Oh, amazing. 37. And that performance was amazing.
0: It's just a number. Now, if you want to think that the glasses have full – You're like, yeah, they're young at heart. (laughs) Tennis age, you know, being in your mid-30s in tennis is way over the hill. But they also got a little fortunate that people dropped out, right? Novak Djokovic dropped out with, you know, injury. Rafael Nadal lost his first couple and then dropped out, uh, you know, and then lost in that epic fifth set. And then Andy Murray just got stunned on the men's side. And obviously, on the women's side, you've got mm-hmm. Maria Sharapova dealing with her coming back from the PEDs, and Serena Williams is pregnant. So, the perfect storm puts Venus and Roger.
1: But they earned it, Ray. The they still and had they to play It is a major. You don't want to take 100%. anything away from them. They earned it.
0: 100%. And good for them. You know what? Absolutely. As much as I like to see the young. The young bucks. I love to see when the old-timers don't give up. They still got it. They're still fighting for it.
1: No, I, I totally agree. And when you look at um, the men's draw, Federer against Chilic, I mean, listen, I don't know if Roger, you know, is going to be able to get this done. I mean, as great as he is, you know, still, what, third-ranked, Uh, to like a seventh rank he's still a beast um you know big serve but look he had to go four sets and you know crazy extra overtime for him to win it and you know roger not like it was clean and perfect because he was pushed but only three sets so it's going to be fascinating i'm going to stick with federer man he's looking really good and I'm going to stick with Venus. I think the old folks wind up pulling it out. Uh, what are you thinking for the finals in Wimbledon?
0: Oh, boy, you know what? I'm going to go with my heart and, and agree with you. I'm going to say, why not? Go with Federer. Go with Williams. Federer will win his record eighth Wimbledon. And I think Venus is, what, fourth or fifth, something like that. Also very impressive. So,
1: oh, yeah.
0: Let's go with age. I'm, I'm with you. Let's do it.
1: I heard a stat about, I don't know if it was uh, between Venus and Serena, they had won something like 10 of the last or 12 of the last 17. I don't know if it was Wimbledon or USO. I mean, something crazy. And you're just like, people can't even fathom this type of dominance. for so. And like you said, tennis with the age, People don't usually still win at 37. I mean, you know, you're old at 32, let alone 37. So, and for Venus with all of her health issues over the years, for her to come back, she gets this. This is uh, it's cements her really high. And I don't know where you know where she it would be you know put you know top ten all time. But Venus, you know, everyone would say Serena is, is passing. Steffi, Chris Everett and Martina, but people don't mention Venus in terms of where she ranks in the top 10, but she's definitely top 10 all time for the women. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I've got to look at it, but yeah, I mean, you know, she might be creeping up on top five, but certainly, you know, certainly top 10. I don't think it's crazy to say Venus Williams is top 10 and with Venus, two things happened: a her sister was just better than she was you know how many times has she lost to her sister in a That's true. and also injuries she had to deal with injuries a lot more and, and to her credit she bounced back from injuries you know a lot of good and really good tennis players especially on the women's side seems like they get injured and they don't bounce back Venus Williams bounces back from injuries so Good for her that she was able to extend her career into her mid to you know past or mid thirties, because a lot of other women you know peak out at, in their in their late twenties and then early thirties start to get injured and never get back.
1: Well, speaking of getting back and back 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 back, we've had a great week with the all-star weekend or midweek of the mid-summer classic, um, the home run derby, to me, got me excited. I got to admit. You know, Stanton, not disappointing, but he didn't make it to the finals of the semis. But, you know, good host down there in Miami. But, Ray, I, I got to tell you, seeing Aaron Judge hitting multiple 500-foot home runs you know, seeing uh, your boys. Uh, what is it? It's the from Minnesota. So no, he's yeah. He's, a no, beast. he's nice. He's a beast, and I remember texting you. I mean, these guys are respectively like two forty, two fifty, and two eighty. I mean, they're they're like football players, basketball. They're huge, right? It's it's great, and Aaron Judge. Um, adopted, you know, biracial kid, kind of got a little Derek Jeter feel and look to him. I think it's a great story for baseball. I didn't realize he was adopted with like his second day of life. Fascinating uh, story. I believe it's second day of life. But but just, I think the Yankees have really got studs. Gary Sanchez was in it. What was your feel? Because. I I found the Derby, I mean, you know, you miss Chris Berman, but the guys were good, you know. That's why I got to give a shout-out to the back, 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 back. But it it was fun, right? I thought it was entertaining.
0: So the Derby, I think, was great. And I think that the bonus and and the timing and everything, I think that's great. It, It sped it up a little bit. It made it more exciting. AL versus NO, I think it's still great. So, total kudos to them for their Monday performance and I thought Aaron Judge was great Uh, really carried the torch and the big man is back you know like the big (laughs) home run hitting sluggers are back baseball in that respect was very exciting I'd be interested to know what you think about
1: Tuesday where you had Um,
0: essentially a pitcher's
1: duel but I don't mind that I mean come on you and I we love postseason baseball and I think any aficionado of the sport for MLB loves a, a pitching duel. I know the young folks and the pseudo fans, they would like a eight to six, five to four, seven, six game. But in an all-star game, Ray, I don't mind two to one. I was hoping it'd be like four, three, five, three. I, I did predict the AL, so I was happy with that. But um, I, I can't kill it. I, I thought it was entertaining. You know what I mean? And, and – uh, giving you some extra innings. I was out and came back in. So for me to be able to catch the end and see the win, I was happy for that. You know what I mean? I, I thought it was good. I thought they, uh, overall, and you know what i more impressive? It's just, and we've talked about this, you know, since the season started, but even in the last few weeks, there's a plethora of young talent from the pitching to the hitting. I mean, you, you could go down in both leagues, you know, 10 deep pitchers and hitters. I mean, when was the last time, think about it, we've, you know, we've been able to do that. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt, he doesn't even get mentioned anymore, and he could be an MVP in the National League with the stats he's putting up for the Diamondback. You know what I mean? And, you know, he obviously he was a candidate, I think, two or three years ago, but he's a perfect example. You know, you got the Cincinnati kids are on fire, the Colorado kids and Blackman and Arenado. The Nationals guys, like you mentioned, Zimmerman and and Murphy and and Harper. I mean, it doesn't stop, right? I mean, it's 10 to 15 deep.
0: So you're 100% right, and baseball now has a load of young talent. But here's my problem. I don't know that baseball is doing the right things in terms of getting the young audience to watch it in terms of getting the game to be appealing. And and I focus on the young because, you know, anybody who loves baseball is probably not going to fall out of love with baseball, right? If, if you're a base fan and you've been following and you've been a fan for 20 years, you're not suddenly going to wake up and say, you know what, I'm kind of done with baseball. But my fear is that kids that are in their teens, in their 20s, in their 30s who aren't into baseball – How do you get them into baseball? One of the ways you do it is to have young talent. So so definitely on the field, baseball's doing a good job of grooming young talent. But I don't know if it's a matter of marketing them. I don't know if it's a matter of marketing the game. You know, Alex Rodriguez has some interesting ways to to make baseball sexy again. You know, some rule changes, some things that you can do, like crazy stuff like four balls and four strikes, right? Because... You, you want to put balls in play. You want people to hit the ball. You want it to be. Uh, that's not you know, bad. The decision made in the field of play, right? Strikeouts are not, are not great.
1: But um, baseball, Ray, is so historic and it's all about stats that I think it's hard to change something like that that's so major. I think they're trying to get cute with the time clock, and most of the minor leaguers who are now up in the majors. You know, the time clock has been going on for three or four years now. So a lot of percentage of the guys have experienced the time clock. So I think that's something. But just the the nine-inning structure and and what baseball is, I don't think you can adapt it. I think it has to be letting them celebrate and have fun, bringing in the alternative and funky pop and hip-hop music, Um, the celebration, the the time clock, but also better marketing and commercials. Um, We don't – these guys, you can see them. It's just a baseball cap. It's not like football. And, you know, obviously it's not basketball, but more so than basketball, it's 162 games. Guys are in the uniforms. You know their numbers. They're on TV in their local markets. But, you know, national, ESPN and Fox – There's no reason that they're not known, except baseball's got to do a better job. And you see national commercials on MLB Network, but otherwise you don't see. You'll see the Buster Posey commercial. You'll see one-offs here and there. But these guys need more spots, and it's their agents, but it's baseball that's got to drive it behind them. So um, I don't see why young folks wouldn't get into it. It's but they, they can't be all these stupid rules of oh I'm gonna hit you if you throw at me. You know, now you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know. I, I think it's gotta be the speed of the game a little bit, but don't change the rules. But you've gotta make it more fun. They've gotta celebrate, they gotta bat flip, they gotta high five. If we can do a cartwheel after you, you know, <laughs> hit the ball, I don't care. But that's how you get the young kids. That's that's how I look at it. You know, I can't tinker with the rules of of a game that's so classic, you know. Well,
0: I just know that baseball is in trouble from a long-term demographic standpoint, and they better do something.
1: Well, it's fascinating you say that because I think their contract is up in 2019 or 2020, and I don't know if ESPN is going to pick them back up. And that's the big question. Is it worth it? Because if we're honest, baseball is not a, it's a local sport, right? So people don't watch baseball tonight because after the Red Sox are done, they're watching Nesson to see Eckersley talk about their sport, their team. And, you know, did so-and-so bunt the same thing with the Yankees. When, when the Yankees are over, Nobody's going to watch the Brewers against the reds they 're going to watch the Yankees post game. You know what i mean it's very local, so that 's tricky, and you know that 's why I think i don 't know if espn I think ESPN will say hey i 'll put my money into trying to bid for a Thursday night football or a pitch you know to see if I can get a a, a second Sunday night game, or you know what i mean i don 't know, but i 'm just thinking. Their money is going to be in football and basketball. I don't know if it's smart for them to re-up and do baseball for so many odd billions or, you know what I mean? So that's going to be the interesting thing. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen with that? It
0: all comes down to price, right? The one thing that baseball does is it bridges you, it gets you through the summer. Because right now ESPN would have nothing to show and nothing to talk about. I mean they do happen to have tennis uh, a little bit and they have you know here and there and they have but they've if, been
1: doing the summer league and NBA free agency has carried them at least to at least July tenth.
0: Yeah, it's 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 that's cheap, relatively cheap. Baseball's more expensive than that. Uh but you figure with the family of networks, ESPN, ESPN News, ESPN, they have the College World Series. So look they can piece it together but I feel like baseball gives them coverage throughout the summer and, and especially come the fall when they don't have the prime football games, right? They only have the Monday night game. So I think that they need baseball. Uh, The question is at what price and you know, all these sports rights are coming down, even football. Well, it might be because of the election, it might be because of whatever, but even football's coming down a little bit in their ad rates and their re up. Well everybody's so, streaming now and I
1: think ESPN has taken such a big hit. I mean in the last what two, three years they fired over like four hundred employees, big on air talent. Now when they brought over the vertical really and, and, and Adrian Wojnarowski, they got rid of Mark Stein, Chad Ford, I mean lifers at ESPN. So they're going through some serious transitions. Um, It's kind of fascinating to see how television and how, you know, they're bringing in a lot more of their magazine people, women, you know, the guys from around the haunt are starting to get their own show. You know what I mean? So like there's a big transition and I don't know if anybody's ever really poked it, but speaking of ESPN, man, let's talk a minute about the ESPYs 25 years I thought it was great. I mean, you had the – look, Peyton Manning is really a lot funnier than anybody would ever expect. I thought he would nail it, and I thought he really did. The show is pretty – you know, obviously the tear-jerking stories, you know, the Wounded Warrior, the this award, that award, uh, the the joke about Kevin Durant, which did not go over well with Durant and then Westbrook, their faces are like, uh, yeah, not funny, Peyton. Uh, what do you think about the night and 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 some of the awards? I was surprised Aaron Rodgers won Best Football Player of the Year, you know stuff like that. But overall, what do you think?
0: So you know what, ESPN has set the bar for this, and I can't believe it's twenty five years. But this is a that they've basically mastered and. They do it on the perfect day, right? The Wednesday after the All-Star game, everybody's eyes and attention are on it because there's nothing else going on it in the sports it. world. Yeah. So, beautiful. You know what? That's Sometimes we knock ESPN, but definitely not for the SPs. I think the SPs are great. And like you said, Peyton Manning is really a hidden gem. I mean, if, if it weren't for those commercials that really got him started and, and obviously Saturday Night Live and other things, who knew that this guy was so, you know, such as like a dry humor, but he's a funny guy.
1: Very funny. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, 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 you know, he just, he just made it fun. He, he really did make it fun. And I think, and I think you would, you would admit to this. It's unfortunate that we know it's big business, right? But sports is supposed to be our entertainment and fun outlet even though we're fanatics and fans are fanatical and it's billions and billions of dollars, we all kind of forget that we go to it not for heartache and, 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 you know, you know, negative stories, it's supposed to be positive and fun. And so when anyone can remind you of that, I think that's a plus and a bonus overall for me, because this world is serious enough. We've got all this stuff going on in the world with wars and threatens of wars and politics and lying and this and that. I mean, to get Peyton Manning telling some jokes about, you know, the MVP of the NBA Finals, that's pretty awesome. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and just to see the guys, you know, and what they're wearing and, you know, the women and I I don't know. I I, I like it. You're right. It's the perfect night. Nothing else on except for a good summer league games. (laughs) I'll get to that in a minute, but it, it It was great, it was great, and uh the oh, what about the young kid? He stole the show, the kid who needed the transplant from the uh down in New Orleans, oh, I forgot his name with the the Saints fan. that kid was awesome, Ray uh, oh, adorable, he's fifteen, but he's you know got the voice and really tiny and and then became a champion for everybody to become donors, you know i you can 't beat that man um. That's wonderful. has always, awesome. always
0: been into that. And, and, you know, Jimmy V. And so they've always had a social, you know, sort of giving back charitable bent to them and, and the show especially.
1: Yeah, no, that, that, that was really working for me. So before we end with this NBA, man, let's talk about the second half. I mean, for baseball, you have a lot of guys that are going to be in this MVP race uh potentially uh, we, let's talk about the Cy Young race but for right now going into the second half AL do you like Judge do you like El Tuve Springer um Mookie Betts uh <laughs> Correa who would be your MVP right now in the AL I got to say,
0: Aaron Judge. Uh, You know, Altuve and Correa are going to split votes. Mookie Betts isn't even having the year he had last year. I think, uh, you know, Mike Trout was on pace to have his best year ever statistically. But if he's going to miss 40, 50 games with that thumb injury, I think you got to give it to Aaron Judge. Now, I do have a fear that second half of the year he'll slow down. But if it were to end today, it's Aaron Judge.
1: Well, Ray, 329, 30 homers, and 66 ribbies. You can't really argue with the judge. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, – I would have to go there, too. The NL. Um, look, you got Joey Votto, Ryan Zimmerman. You've got Blackman, Nor- uh, uh, Nolan Ar- uh, Arenado. Arenado, You've got, yeah. Yeah, you even maybe you want to throw in Cody Bellinger. Um you know Murphy Bryce Harper has, you know dropped off a little, but you know he could always come back. What do you think in the the, the National League MVP?
0: Wow. So you know right now I got to say Ryan Zimmerman. He's on a first place team. He's oh, and
1: staying. Goldschmidt. I mean, I forget Goldie. Goldie's been doing it too.
0: Goldie, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. if they stay in playoff contention, which which they should. Yeah. Um, But I got to think Zimmerman, he's having a good defensive season. And obviously, we know what he's doing at the plate. Uh, The guy was an all-star, what, like 11 years ago? So, you know, I have that special place in my heart for the guy that's older and still getting it done. So, uh, you know, I got to say Zimmerman right now.
1: Do you realize the NL batting, the top three, are the Nationals, 342, 330, 325. You have Murphy, Zimmerman, and Harper. Ray, I don't remember the last time that has ever happened or if it has ever happened. You know, you think of, I'm trying to think of a team, maybe the Big Red Machine had big hitters. I can think of the
0: Yankees, Winfield, right, and ah,
1: in Winfield, Manly, yeah, two, but three? three? Guys. We'd, have to, we'd have to search that out. Three guys? No, I, don't. I can't. I three. can't imagine three guys. It's, it's nope. incredible, Buster Posey. I mean, on the horrible Giants team, Posey's batting 3.24. He's the consummate pro- professional. But um, I would have to agree with you, Zimmerman. Um, you know, the other guys have been great. And then obviously the Cy Youngs, Ray. Um, you know, it, it's looking like you know probably Clayton Kershaw, and then. Um, I
0: didn't
1: think Chris Sale probably in the American and League. And Chris Sale, Zach Greinke has been awesome too, though. 11 wins, but I mean. 14 for Kershaw, it's just unheard of. You know what I mean? It's really – he just – he's going to go down. Listen, he's going to – when we think of our top fives or top tens, uh, Kershaw, when you think of all-time great pitchers, he, he's going to tell some of these legends, make some room for me, Ray. You yeah. Know? I mean,
0: Max Scherzer is always going to be pulling at his coattails, right? Alex Granke, uh sorry, um, Zach Granke's having a good season. Uh but but yeah, I mean Kershaw really is just looks looks to be unhittable. And as long as his team keeps winning, you know, between the Dodgers and the Nationals, they should be cleaning up these postseason awards.
1: Well, look, let's talk about that with the second half. The Cubs have already made a move with two of their uh young studs to get Jose Contreras from the White Sox. Ray they, look, we could say, oh, don't worry, don't worry. Well, we're past the halfway point now. And they're five and a half back, tied with the Cardinals. Um, they needed to make that move, and they might need to make more, Ray. Are the Cubs, uh, could they be in trouble? Real trouble?
0: They are in trouble, for sure. Because the so Brewers are starting like... to
1: make the moves, too. They're they're talking about making going for it right now.
0: Right. So... The Brewers did that with CeCe Sabathia, remember, in 07. So once yeah. in a while, Milwaukee will step up and, you know, and do their thing. But, yes, the Cubs are in trouble. Now, I still believe that the Cubs, yeah. only four back in the loss column, I still believe the Cubs are going to win that division. I, I still look up and down the roster and say they're more talented than any other team, certainly in that division, right? I, I'm not scared of Milwaukee, St. Louis. You know, pitch but did you game. ever
1: think below 500, Ray? I mean, no. they just are not playing good ball. Nope, not getting clutch right. hitting. You can't get three starters in a row to give you good six, seven inning well, that's outing. More
0: disappointing to, to, to have your ERA go up from the low twos to the for your starters to the mid huh. fours. That's who runs a game in the National League. That's hard to make up, especially considering. Your offense is not clicking. And it's I don't know if Jose Contreras, terribly. he was uh,
1: almost, what, he was an all-star two years ago, but he's been struggling. I don't know if he's the answer.
0: Uh, look, he's certainly an upgrade. He's he, he In the last, what, three years that he's been in the league, he's top five in quality starts. I mean, the guy does – the guy gives you any – No, he gives it any. He's an a inning.
1: good pitcher. But is inning. he
0: the answer? No, they need more. They need more than that.
1: I, I agree. So, look, the NL, we, we all kind of feel like, you know, the, the Cubs and, and Brewers and maybe the Cardinals will fight that out. Um, we know it's the Nationals and Dodgers, and it probably is going to be the Rockies and Diamondbacks for the wild card. Let's go to the AL because those, you know, the AL East is up for grabs with Boston and the Yankees, and you never know. You can never count out the Rays. Um, you know, the Orioles are starting off, you know, today looking good. The Astros have got that. But are, do you feel like Cleveland has got the hold of this now, or is it still you got to wait? Because Minnesota is so young and talented and only two-and-a-half back, and then the Royals are only three back. What do you think about the AL Central, Ray?
0: I think Cleveland's still the best team out there. Eventually they'll pull it together. I personally think Minnesota's going to fade. Kansas City's going to – turning around a little bit they might be a little uh, too little too late i don't think anybody's coming out of the west right so it's all about houston running out of the west and then the question is will kansas city or the yankees or tampa bay get that wild card i think boston's the class of the american league east i told you that they from the beginning i thought that they could go to the world
1: series i think they're
0: better than the yankees Well, I said, that's why I have
1: the Yankees with the wild card. And the two wild cards very easily can come right out of that AL East. And I think at the end of the day, you're right. I don't have enough faith. Minnesota's a year or two away. But, Ray, when they get there, they're going to stay there. A lot of young talent. Um, But Tampa Bay's young talent has come on really strong. Um, It could be the Yankees and the Rays, maybe even over Baltimore. um, And that wouldn't shock me. It really wouldn't shock me. The Rays are, have been one of the hottest teams the, you know, the last two months. They, they've come out of, out, of, out of a lot. So it's going to be fun. Everybody's going to enjoy the second half. And we got Yankees, Red Sox, Ray. Hey, let's, let's close quickly with a little NBA news. Um, obviously, the Knicks, I don't know what the compensation is, probably money <laughs> uh, with the Sacramento Kings. They got a GM now, Scott Perry looks like they're pausing the Mellow deal, but then they're saying that they're backing away from trade talks. Do you think this new GM will not want to trade Mellow? And obviously we all think that they still need to move on from Steve Mills, but how do you think that plays out for the Knicks fans and what do you think the new GM will represent or do?
0: So it's hard for me to say. I don't have a feel for this guy. I don't know what he's thinking, but – I'm a new GM. I want to blow it up. I want to basically say Kristaps Porzingis is my guy. I'll take this 18 year old rookie. I don't know what I have in him. How good he is, uh, but but I don't need. we we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, let me let me start fresh. Now, David Griffin turned this job down, maybe because of salary, maybe because of autonomy so the other thing that you have to think is even if this guy wants to do Perry wants to do a certain thing you feel like Carmelo is the one decision that Jim Dolan is definitely going to weigh in on so you know even if whatever you do it's not a hundred percent the GM's decision right the owner is definitely weighing in on this one so, uh, you know, you've got to keep that in mind when evaluating, especially the Carmelo deal, if, if he does make a deal.
1: Now, the Sixers almost had a scare. Markel Fultz kind of tweaked the ankle. He's fine. He's played well. Jason Tatum, Ray, looks like he's going to be the best Celtic in a year or two. Looks amazing. Potentially rookie of the year. Um, Lonzo, whether he's wearing big baller Nike or Adidas, has had some great uh, performances, obviously, two back-to-back triple doubles in the Nikes and in the Adidas. Do you feel as if he's doing that to kind of say, why don't you guys sign my brand under your, you know what I mean, like sort of like a major label, give me a distribution deal for like an underground hip-hop label? Do you think that, you know, him – I mean, I thought it was kind of ironic, right, that he gets triple-doubles at Nike and Adidas. Like, wow, like, he he just did it like it was so easy for him. What do you think about a lot of stuff, man? I tell you what,
0: he he and his father are just toying with people. But you know what? They're – you know, it'll be interesting to see – I want to see this play out. So 10 or 15 years from now – It'll be great to write a book on this.
1: It might be the new model. They might be setting a new trailblaze way, right?
0: It it might be. They're they're making a lot of enemies, too, though. So they're making friends on the one hand, but they're making a lot of enemies, too. Um, We'll see. I mean, maybe like Jumpman, you know, Jordan's brand. Jumpman, obviously not Jordan, but Jumpman is a brand underneath Nike. So maybe that's where they're going with this. I don't know. But, but the sneaker sport. game is
1: so crazy. I mean, you realize Kanye West saved Adidas with the Yeezys. I mean, that's, that's where we're at right now. So, I mean, it's, it's sort of like, you know, like a celebrity president like Trump. There is no, there is a new normal. There's no normal anymore. So even with sport, like, you know, people don't buy LeBrons and Durants or the Currys. The Currys didn't sell Under Armor. So it's just so fascinating. And you don't know what it will be. So real quick, though. Does Derrick Rose come back to the Knicks or sign with the Milwaukee Bucks? What do you think plays out with D. Rose in terms of available free agents still there that are worth something?
0: I think the Knicks want to move on. The Knicks should move on. The Knicks need fresh blood. Milwaukee, some other place where they need a veteran point guard is better for Derrick Rose. And I think to me – Rose never really fit in New York. He's not a New York type of player. He's supremely talented and, and, and not taking anything away from him, but I just don't feel like he embraced New York and New York really embraced him.
1: For as good yeah. as he
0: was, right? For, for a right, right. MVP, for a guy that was great, I feel like New York just, it just didn't click for some reason.
1: Uh, yeah, because he didn't play defense. And New Yorkers, at the end of the day, We still pine for the 94 to 99 era, maybe even 92 to 99 era, where we were a hard-nosed defensive team. And in New York, if you play defense, they'll love you. And Derek was a matador. And you can't be a matador in New York at the top at point guard. So that, I think, hurt him. Real quick, there's rumors of the Knicks maybe trying to get uh, Brandon Knight from Phoenix maybe sign uh, Ramon Sessions or Rondo, what would you do for the point guard? Or would you just say, I'm going to give it to the 18-year-old French kid? Which, I don't know if that's the answer, but you don't want to spend big money. What do you think they do?
0: What? What? I mean, nah. all these guys are just whatever. Whoever you can get for cheap and whoever you can get for a year. A one-year deal. Uh, one year deal for any or of those guys. Well, did you see your boy Cartavious
1: Caldwell Pope one year deal with the Lakers for eighteen million?
0: The Pope. That's yes, your boy Cartavious. got paid. I mean, the minute the minute <laughs> they bought Avery Bradley over, then uh, basically they needed to
1: get rid of him, and and he's
0: actually. He's a, look, he's not an eighteen million dollar year. No, no, he's very he's very
1: solid for the Lakers. You're right, one year. And if he does well, maybe he winds up staying. I mean, look, they kind of needed him once they lost Nick Young and, and even Russell. You need a – look, Pope will be the starting uh, shooting guard to go with Ball and Ingram at the, Ingram at the three. So it nice works. Young look, nice young team. Nice young team. Nice young
0: one, two, three.
1: No, you're right. You're right. And and Pope plays a little defense, which, uh, you know – Maybe he's the young, up-and-coming, poor man. And that's a uh, big
0: backcourt, you know? That's a big backcourt with Pope and Ball. Both well, listen, I'm going to tell
1: you, you know my son. He's uh, he's excited about his Lakers. He's he's like, Dad, we're, we're going to surprise people. We might get the AC. seed. I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. He's like, Brandon Brandon Ingram, Dad, is going to explode this year. I'm like, okay, we'll see. Well, you, like, you need a lot more be... from Julius Randle. You need a bunch more oh, yeah. people to contribute. But don't forget, they got Brooke Lopez now. They got, you know, they got some, um, they got some players. I don't know. I don't think they're ready for the playoffs. Um, Everything is sort of settled in the NBA. So I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's going to be fascinating as, you know, teams just trying to finalize their last couple of spots. There's not that many major free agents left, but there's only, you know, maybe potentially, you know, the Celtics will try to make a move to get, A a Big guy up front You know I don't think them signing uh, Aaron Baines is is What they finally want to do But do you think Carmelo Ends up when the Summer's over the Houston Rockets Or the Cleveland Cavaliers
0: So the problem with Houston Is
1: what do they have
0: that the Knicks want in
1: return? And don't say Nothing, because they don't want Ryan Anderson, which is why they're trying to get a third or fourth team in the deal. Right. Oh, so it's tricky.
0: Carmel is a complicated deal. There's other teams involved, so I'm not sure. Cleveland is simpler because it ends up more or less, do you want Kevin Love? And here's the only problem I have from the Cleveland standpoint, you need more than Carmelo. I mean, Carmelo doesn't get you over
1: the top.
0: No, you need love but, and Melo.
1: You need to be yeah, able to exactly. get him That's now. not
0: my point. You need love and nah. mellow. So you're trying to tell me Chris Tristan Thompson's gonna be your front court stud against the Golden State Warriors? No. Nope. Now granted he could have played better but, but you, you, your front court just got real soft uh, and, and your rebounding got really weak. So Mm, I, I, I'm not sure you're you're better with Carmelo.
1: No, I think you're right, Ray. I think you're what right. Carmelo's so. a
0: finisher. He's a fourth quarter finisher. Well, guess what? LeBron and Kyrie are too. I had a third option. Yeah, that's good. But it comes the expense outlet. As I mean, Kevin Love does some things. He missed as the third guy. But you know what? Yeah. Chris Bosch was a decent third guy. Without Chris Bosch, Miami wasn't winning those two championships.
1: No, I totally agree. So, you know, I told everybody, we, we told them last time, you know, we're going to take a little time off, enjoy the summer, and, uh, you know, be back with everybody. Football is around the corner. You can smell it. At, what, August 25th for the college and – the nfl september 7th and obviously training camp starts july 26th so you know ray and tay we shall return we'll be back in august um Hello with with the beginning Google. of with beginning of um you know preseason. so we'll we'll be back we'll, we'll probably see you uh what is it friday august 4th so we will we'll be back in august so Everybody enjoy. Check out some of our old interviews. You know, maybe we'll have to, you know, tweet some of them out. Uh, go to com, Check out some great stuff, and uh, we'll still be, you know, working obviously on some some great guests for you. Um, you know, but uh, it's going to be a fun summer. We've enjoyed the baseball, and we'll jump right back into it for the uh, before the rosters expand and the stretch run of. September and October, but uh so we'll we'll be off for a couple of weeks enjoying vacation in our family. So Ray, tell him uh tell him 'em we'll miss him. Oh, does Kirk Cousin does he uh does he uh just play for the the twenty four million or does he do a long term extension? No, I think he plays another year, twenty four million. For some
0: reason the Redskins don't want to commit to this guy. Uh, but you know what? Like you said, enjoy the summer. Enjoy the sports. The baseball is going to carry you through this summer. There's going to be a little bit of tennis, a little bit of golf. But basically, baseball gets you to August. And then football is right around the corner. So, all you football heads out there, we got you covered. College, pro, we got you. Take a deep breath. Get your fantasy, you know, brain waves going.
1: We might even have a hours. new format for them. We might be hitting them with, uh, you know, shorter shows, maybe uh, maybe throwing an extra show, but less, less time, you know, for our young millennials. <laughs> you know, Ray and Tay are, you know, we're always uh, willing to change and grow. So, you know, and try to give you some video as well. So, hey, thanks for listening. Like always, check us out, Talking Sports with Friends, and uh, we'll, we'll see you in August. We are out.